this is Match the Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match the Lava. And it's Saturday morning. It's a perfect fall day here in Pennsylvania. A little bit too warm, I guess, but you know you can't complain about good weather, and it's just a good day. Um, not really too much going on. We had a couple releases this morning. I ended up not going for them. Just. I wasn't really feeling it. I don't know. They didn't look super profitable. I was paying attention to some of the earlier releases on other sites, and some of them didn't actually sell out for a while. So that was a little bit weird. That was a little bit odd to me. Um, and so for that reason, I ended up not going for them. Now, I looked at prices after the release because it's pretty good to do that sometimes. I know that you don't want to get yourself all caught up in what you should have done, but it's good to learn from that kind of stuff. And the Paris St. Germains looked like they were doing pretty decent on eBay. They were, be- they were a really nice shoe. I think that they were pretty beautiful for a shoe. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't see the numbers there pre-drop. And I had some other stuff I was trying to get done today um, to get ready to go pick up my girlfriend and stuff from the airport. So just a uh, bit of a quiet morning, but nothing really too crazy going on today. Not really any releases outside of those. And... Just a bit of a uh, bit of a long weekend, which is fine. It's actually the perfect weekend for me. I have friends home and stuff from out of town. Uh, my girlfriend's home as well, so it's just a good weekend to relax a little bit. And for me, I almost feel like guilty doing that sometimes. But family is, and family and friends are the number one thing, and that's really why I do this. I want to be able to have the ability to either monetarily be able to provide for them and be able to uh, do things with them for years to come as well as I want to be able to set my own schedule and so that's something that I don't think a lot of people have I and set your own schedule for me I always thought that people said that as like they don't ever want to work and stuff and for me it's not that I I honestly uh, I work way more than I think most people end up doing uh, or at least most people that work like a nine to five and don't end up doing anything afterwards but um, the at the end of the day I would like to be able to choose hey if, if I have friend's home or I have family home or something. I want to be able to hang out with them and I don't have to worry about losing vacation days and stuff like that because I may not take, you know, four or five weeks of vacation a year, but if somebody's home, I want to be able to hang out with them. And so reselling has the ability to do that for you depending on where you go with it. And that's really what my goal is with this. Um, Something I've been thinking about though. So last night, Last night I had big, big intentions on getting a lot of work done. I'm not going to be doing a whole lot today. I'm not going to be doing a whole lot tomorrow. This week's going to be spotty because I'm going to be trying to uh, hang out with my girlfriend when she's home and go to her house a lot and stuff. So it'll be nice. Um, but that obviously isn't something that will be, um, you know, I'm going to be taking away time from my business. And so trying to get a lot of things done last night, that ended up panning out very poorly because. Um, as I was sitting down, I, I had some things to do around the house. I had to get a haircut and stuff. But as I sat down to get started on some work, I looked up and somebody on TikTok went live. And TikTok has been something I've been just looking at a little bit. I, I'd like to get started in it at some point. I need to start making videos for it. But I wanted to see what they were talking about. And it was, in particular, a guy who does Pokemon cards. That's his thing. He has like 60,000 followers. And the dude breaks Pokemon cards and talks about card shops. So, like, nothing crazy, right? I mean, that's very manageable for most people. He, and he's very animated. He's very good at what he does. He's a good talker. So that kind of stuff all plays. But um, at the end of the day, you know, he's just doing something relatively normal that most people can do. So I, I enjoy watching that kind of stuff. I enjoy watching people create 
create a brand for themselves or create something for themselves out of really nothing, right? I mean, the dude's breaking Pokemon cards open. So that was something interesting. I wanted to see what he was doing and what he was talking about. And I clicked on his thing and he was live streaming the stream of Logan Paul breaking open a pack of, or breaking open a box, like a case of Pokemon cards from the uh, first original set that came out in the 90s. And that, to me was something that I never expected to watch. I know that he was I knew that he was doing it. I saw that he bought this box and for those of you who don't know, Pokemon is is on like this upward trajectory right now that um I I almost I really regret not getting on early on just because they're I used to collect Pokemon cards. I think a lot of people did as a kid. Um and I remember my parents were always like, "Why why do you collect this stuff? You don't even play the game." And it was just something fun, right? But um looking now, like I should have been collecting a ton and like throwing those things in penny sleeves and like throwing them into a like and, and protecting those things and stuff but uh as kids you don't really think like that so you just kind of collect your cards put them in your pocket you put them in your backpack and you go on with the day um but looking back those cards that we were collecting as kids they're right now super rare and you have a lot of people that uh, are very very invested in pokemon whether it is um just because it was something they grew up with as a kid whether they still love it as an adult i mean um, I'm pretty sure if I had unlimited time in the day, I would at least play the games a little bit at some point because they were a lot of fun. But um, it is something where you you don't realize how valuable something is until people start to see the scarcity in it. And there is a very, very big demand for Pokemon. It is the number one grossing franchise, I think like anime franchise in the world. Um, when you have not anime, there is, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It, It's one of, I think it's like the number one, like franchise, like made up movie type of thing, um, where there's like a whole lot of things around it. Like you have Harry Potter, you have, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, you have things like the Smurfs, you have things like, um, just like all these different, you, you know what I'm talking about. Pokemon stands above all of those. Star Wars, um, like all that stuff, Pokemon is the number one a money-making uh, franchise out of all of those so and it's stood the test of time over 25 years it's going to be its 25th anniversary this year so it's very very interesting to watch happen i remember I, i'm 23 so i don't remember when it came out but i remember being a kid and collecting the cards and stuff and i remember a lot of these packs like these neo packs and stuff that people are talking about neo is like they had like these they had these sets they had like the base set and then they came out and then they had like uh, back when Pokemon Gold and Silver and Crystal came out, back for the Game Boy Color, they had the Neo Genesis set, and I remember getting those cards. Like I'm looking at these packs right now that are selling for two and three hundred dollars, unopened, and I remember buying oh, tons of those packs at four and five bucks a pack and just ripping them open. And looking back right now, I, I mean, it just brings back nostalgia. And that's something that I don't think, I don't think a lot of people realize the impact of nostalgia. I think Gary V really gets it. He's really good at. at understanding how nostalgia plays and how it affects the uh, general population and stuff and how people will choose to pay up for nostalgia because it takes them back to a happier place right I mean think about it think about how carefree you were when you were collecting Pokemon cards if you're if you're roughly my age right you you really weren't that you didn't have a lot of stress you didn't have a lot of worries you didn't have to worry about health you didn't have to worry about and there was no there was no am I gonna have a job there was no there was none of that you were you were a kid in in I guess just in your prime and uh, just having fun and collecting cards and so it takes people back to a time like that and it's easy to see right now why people want to go back there you just have so much 
uh, BS that's been that's been going on recently with just everything just seems like it's it's crazy right now is basically what I'm saying and so when you have so much kind of caving in on people they look for an outlet and a lot of people are looking for something that brought them joy back in the day and that is Pokemon cards so that's why they're that's why I believe that in the 25th anniversary is why I believe that people are uh, noticing the the uh, value in them as well as people collecting basketball cards and stuff that is driving up the price as well because these pop counts which are basically how many of them have been graded by certain companies the amount that are graded and the amount that are graded at like a 10 are so so low compared to some of these basketball cards that are worth so much i really hope this guy lets me in in this lane um these cards are these cards are so scarce compared to the basketball cards that obviously people are realizing well these things are even more rare than basketball why aren't they why aren't they as, as valuable so um, that's just kind of what's going on with Pokemon cards they've started to go up and up and up and it's interesting because some of the newer packs are going up too which is good you you typically for those would have only collected vintage I'm pretty sure because just the vintage stuff was was so valuable but now it's they're doing some really nice looking packs nowadays with the newer cards coming out a lot of the newer cards in the packs that are the really rare cards those are really 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 beautiful and a lot of people are kind of losing their minds over them paying up so it's awesome it's awesome to see i love watching it i'm hopefully going to get into it a little bit here but i just broke open my pokemon card stash from when i was a kid and happened to find some decent cards in there Probably not in very good condition because I was a kid and I really didn't care that bad about them. But uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll do a little bit of research on them and look into them and stuff. But all that to say, Logan Paul, the one of the biggest YouTube creators that we have right now, um, and whether you like him or not, I'm not a huge fan, but he he knows what he's doing with it. And so I can appreciate when somebody's really good at what they do. And so he got into Pokemon card collecting. He said that he had talked to Gary Vee. And Gary basically told him you need to get in on this. And so from early summer, I think, he started collecting Pokemon cards. He got really into it. And he had said that he'd spent like 200 grand on them and investing in them. Now, I don't know what his investments look like. If he was buying the cards he said he was buying, then he's probably doing really well because those cards have continued to go up and up and up. And Logan Paul is somebody that can really change the course of a market like that because he can put it on the map and that's exactly what he did last night so what he did is he went and found somebody who has one of the original sets of pokemon cards one of the original boxes with 36 packs in it of unopened cards and he said i want to buy this from you and the person said okay well that'll be two hundred thousand dollars and logan paul being actually extremely smart with this sort of a thing said okay that's fine I, I, uh, I'll pay the 200 grand. So think about that, right? Think about a guy paying $200,000 for a box of cards. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And obviously the wax in there, the, the cardboard is not worth that. But when you have a guy like Logan Paul putting 200K into a pack of cards, it's going to gain some traction. And basically, uh, what happened was, is he said, okay, I'm going to put 200K into this pack of cards or into this box. There's 36 packs in the box. And I'm going to auction them off or sell them off online and see how much I can make on it. So he basically ended up selling each pack for $11,200. So 36 packs, $11,200. He ended up making pretty decent money on this box. And 
Uh, we're talking around like he almost made, I think, 200K on the box. So uh, just think about that for a second. If you really don't know that much about cards, it's that's that's really how ridiculous it's been right now. The fact that people are spending up that much, but the investment part of it is 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 very astronomical and it keeps going up. And that's the thing about it. So um, what he ended up doing is taking all of the card packs and what a lot of people will do is they'll sell packs. They'll sell either, like for basketball cards, they'll either sell the packs or they'll sell uh, teams. And then they'll break the cards open. It's called breaking, but it's basically ripping open the packs on like a live stream for the people who bought the cards to see. Now, I I never really thought this would be as cool as it is. But what I've noticed is every time I see somebody breaking cards, I want to see what they pull. It's like it's like a mystery, right? And and that's the joy of buying packs of cards. That's why it's amazing. Because whenever we're kids, we we buy those. You never know what you could get. You never know when you're buying football cards if you're going to get uh, like a new rookie or somebody with an autograph. You never know with basketball cards. Same thing. Um, and now with Pokemon cards, it's the same exact thing. You never know which Pokemon you're going to get. And especially with these older packs. A lot of these cards were kept in good condition if the box is sealed, and a lot of these cards are worth thousands. We're talking like Squirtle, uh, Charmander, like a lot of those original cards, uh, those like original like very popular Pokemon are, are worth 3 to 5k in a PSA 10. And so that in itself is important. Um, and then the fact that a lot of these car a lot of these packs, they usually most packs, so that's the risk here. So most packs come with a holographic card that you um, you basically like that's like your your best card in the pack and it's usually like a shiny card and you're hoping that you get a really nice card out of that pack you're hoping that it's one of the valuable ones and so that's why these cards are so much because a lot of those holographic cards right now are 10 15 20 30k and on top of that there is the chance you pull a Charizard which is the rarest Pokemon card of all time and if you pull that in a PSA 10 you're looking at a $200,000 payday so it's it's crazy and so I ended up watching this thing I was watching this guy talk about what Logan Paul was doing and watching him just discuss a little bit about the the effect of what he was doing on the market how it was going to affect card prices and stuff it was awesome though like I never expected to to find myself watching this I never expected to actually be kind of roped in but for two hours I sat there and watched him open all these packs and it did exactly what I said. It took me back to when I was a kid ripping open packs. It took me back to a time when um, things were a little bit, things were just different. And I remember it. it took me back to opening those packs. And I opened packs with a lot of those cards in them. As a kid, I remember the exact cards themselves. I didn't have a lot of the cards that he was pulling, the really rare ones, because obviously if I did, uh, I would I would be talking probably in a little bit different light of the whole thing right now. But um, I did have some of them, and it was cool to watch him open them. I mean, it was, it was just fun. And so... Um, it, what ended up happening was is about six, seven packs in, he ripped open a, a pack and he was doing a three card trick, which basically the back three cards of every deck, you, you move to the front of the deck and it puts the most popular, the rarest hollow card on the back of the, the deck that you, you open from the, the cards. And so, um, he was basically saving the best card for last and he got to the last card and it was just funny because the guy, I think his name is Alex Hodges on the live stream was saying he's gonna open a Charizard. I, I know it. It's a rare card, but it just feels like he's gonna do it. And what ends up happening is he gets the last card, it pulls it, it's a Charizard. It's in beautiful condition and just just the whole room went nuts. Like people people everywhere watching this thing went nuts. And what was wild about it is 
at the same time, you had the NBA Finals going on. You had Game 5 of the NBA Finals, LeBron taking on the Heat, and you had the Lakers ready to close things out. Like, this was the game. They were going to win the NBA Finals. LeBron was going to bring a championship back to L.A., and everybody and their mother was watching this live stream. You had more people. They, he had 300,000 people tuned into it. He had more people watching the live stream than he had people watching the NBA Finals, um, which which was ridiculous it, it was one of the craziest things um that i think that i've ever seen because it, it's it's the finals it's the nba and you have more people watching <laughs> you have more people watching this freaking guy opening pokemon cards than you have watching the nba so it was it was ridiculous it was entertaining it was it was fun and it was it was kind of incredible it was historic in a way because with this sort of hobby, if it continues to go up and up and up, like we saw with sneakers back in the uh, 2015, 2016, where these sneakers kind of became the thing, and people started flipping them, and people started making a lot of money, and now it's 2020, and every sneaker that comes out is almost money. Um, it, when you look at that, it seems like cards are going to do that. It seems like people are collecting them and, and doing it with relatively high success, and so with that sort of a thing it um it seems like people are going to make a lot of money on this and it was incredible to watch him do it it was incredible to watch the the hobby of card collecting gain that much traction in one day and it was really really neat to see what he was doing there because what's going to happen is it's logan paul he has such a huge following we're talking like 22 million subscribers 22 and a half million subscribers on on youtube he's going to bring so much light to this hobby it's ridiculous and with the added exposure, with the added celebrities kind of getting in on the hobby as well, it will kind of, it'll drive the card prices up to a point where they're almost unattainable at this point. And I I have a lot of regret for not getting into it earlier, but it was really interesting to watch it happen. And, and if you have any of those cards in your closet, I encourage you to go pull them out and see what you have back there because there are a lot a lot of money to be made in some of these early sets especially like the first edition set um it, there's a lot of money to be made in it so it was cool it was interesting that was kind of what i got into last night and then uh regretfully did not end up doing too much work that is something that uh you know you always want to get done but i did learn a lot about this hobby it was really cool to watch him talk about it and um really interesting to see how it's going to play out so hopefully you can learn a little bit from that hopefully you can make some money off of this i don't know what this guy's doing beside me i'm just gonna pass him um but yeah hopefully you can make some money on it and learn a little bit from that and then keep things moving and uh you know generate some more money in q4 but that being said i'm gonna go i'm almost at the airport so i'm gonna wrap this up but you guys have a good rest of your saturday and i'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast peace